following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Blowing out of the backfield. Exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys. Presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts... Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Welcome to the show. It is Thursday at 11 a.m. Wingstop, thank you for presenting Let's this go. episode of Hanging with the Boys. Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. And also, they sponsor this show, and they are very good to us. So thank you for treating us well this season and every other season before. This is our new home, fellas. 11.30 Thursdays from now until the foreseeable future. This will be our landing spot. And believe it or not, even though the season has ended, there's actually quite a bit to talk about today. But first, I would like to talk about Nate Newton. Did you have a job interview today? What is, what, you look good. You uh, yes, uh, the Joneses invited me on a virtual Zoom meeting. Uh, I am a assistant to assistant, uh, head of scouting and player director. And, uh, and now I'm finna change this whole program. I've made some quick suggestions to the Joneses, and they told me to uh, hold it back and not present it on the show, so I had to dress up for that. But thank you. Wow. Okay. I hope All you're right. getting paid more than 10 bucks an hour. So I am. I am. So basically, so basically, they just yes. fulfilled the Rooney rule, and you're really not going to get the job. Oh, Jesse, why would you do that? Why oh, would you bring truth? Wow. But I tell you right here. No, really, man, I'm getting, I'm getting prepared because I'm going to the stadium this week because Tom Brady's coming in, and we, we're playing in the wild. In, in, in the wild card series. That's what I'm no. really getting dressed for. Nate, just preparing. Nate, so. Nate, no, Nate, we lost. We lost. Uh, we lost. We lost. team in another division. We didn't win last week? No. Uh, we, we that ain't what Jalen said. Jalen Smith said we won. <laughs> watch, the, watch the tape. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, I thought we won. I mean, the way Jalen spoke, I thought we were having a motivational speech going on. Hey, watch, I, watch you know what? This uh, isn't all, this is I'm going off script here because that's a good point. I, I, I'm going off script. We got a lot to get to. We want, we're going to talk about Kellen Moore today. We're going to talk about coaching changes. We're going to talk about Dak Layton. But, but you brought that up, and, and we t- we we kind of poke fun at Jalen and and you know when he says things like that. I wanted to get y'all's take on this. There were several guys after he made those comments that posted stuff like on their Instagram story supporting Jalen so is that them just being a good teammate or are they seeing stuff and talking about stuff in their meetings that we are missing and they're buying into the Jalen speak or whatever it is because I saw at least two guys that reposted stuff like on their Instagram story of him on film making plays and I'd never seen that before the whole season and it just happened to come a day or two after him making those comments so is is there anything to take out of that what what is what's that about you know I I gotta wonder I mean he has said before and McCarthy's McCarthy said before that what they see on film isn't you know worth the criticism and Jalen said the other day after the game watch the film so it, it kind of makes me wonder if in the meetings he's hearing from coaching or whoever that yeah you know you're doing a good job and so I don't you know to play devil's advocate he finished second in the NFL in tackles he had almost twice as many as any other player on the team so yes we see these bad plays that he has during a game but is it you know, five snaps in a game of 65 snaps, and overall, is he better than we think, I guess? So I, I had this breakdown last night. I was doing some work last night. I had to break down um, last night because the same thing was posed to me before about how Jalen has all these tackles. And so what I want people to understand is there's a difference between having tackles and then the proximity of where your tackles are coming from. Let's mm-hmm. do a little bit of let's do a little bit of math here. So normally, 
You have the line of scrimmage. You have offense. Your defensive line. There's one. I'm out. By separates. the way, I'm out. I'm out. By the way, Kurt, this is all you because I ain't doing no math. This, Somebody told me there ain't no, no math. math on the show. <laughs> so normally, when you look at how running backs, they stand about six to seven yards from the line of scrimmage, back there to where the quarterback is at. Jalen stands about three to four yards, maybe five, from where the defensive line is at. So when you start doing math and you say, okay, seven and four, seven and five, that we're in some we're in somewhere between eleven, twelve, and thirteen yards between where the running back stands and when Jalen Smith stands. So when you start looking at where is the proximity of his tackles being made, if his tackles are being made five and six yards on his side of the line of scrimmage, that means there was twelve yards between him and the defender and that the tackle was made so far on his side of the ball that tells you that those tackles that he's generating and those tackles that he wants to 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 talk about those aren't what we call profitable tackles those tackles aren't really doing much because they're five yard and six yard tackles you want to be able to have those tackles somewhere around two and three yard tackles because two runs gives you a first down. And the objective of the defense is to, at, at all, intents of, of all intents and purposes, stop the other team, one, from scoring touchdowns, but two, the first thing is get off the field, don't allow first downs. So if you're making tackles five and six yards uh, down the field from where you're standing or, or where you're at, that, that shows you all you need to know about where his tackling ability, and that says a lot about what's happening up front, yes, it does. I was going to say, I mean, how much of that is, is the fact that the defensive tackles were just overall weren't that strong this year? No, and, and that, there's, that's, some of the, that's some of the issue. But also is a lot of the issue is how are you defeating blocks? Because the good ones are able to defeat blocks and meet you at the point of attack, which would be a yard or two past the original line of scrimmage. But if you're not, if, if, if guards and centers and tackles are able to make their way up to your level and you can't shed blocks on a consistent basis, then that has to do with you. Because even when your line is good up front, there's going to come a point in time in the game where as a linebacker, you're going to have to defeat a guard, a center, a fullback in order to either plug the hole or shed and go and make the tackle. So. You know he, he can you can say well he had the you know the second highest rate of tackles in the in, in the in the season in the in the league, but where in proximity were he making majority of his tackles? And we know for a fact that a lot of his tackles were well beyond the line of scrimmage, well into the second level of the defense. And for him, that's partly something to do with the defensive line, but that's a lot to do with how he attacks the 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 the. the the offensive lineman coming at him and shedding blocks and getting off and making tackles close to the line of scrimmage as possible. J Jalen is a player that the less responsibility he has, the better he can play. If, if coach, if this coach, if he's here next year, Coach Nola, or if the new coach who comes in can't give him a, a one position where they say, Jalen, this is you. This is how you're going to flourish. Learn this position. And I think Jalen would be all right. I think we'll see something of what we saw two years ago. If Jalen has to think at any given time about, it, about more than just going to get the ball, uh, his, that instinct we saw two years ago disappears. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm on Jalen more than anybody. You know, I, I, and I'm going to criticize. Yes, I am because, you know, I, I bragged on this kid, and, I, and, I, and, and the story is great. But you cannot continue the story doing what you're doing now. Maybe he was at a new position. Maybe they asked too much of him. But you have to go back and say, this guy is really a one-dimensional player. Give him one thing, regardless of what everything else looks like, and let him play. But because they, if you ask him – I understand in the new NFL you may, can't do that, well, not but you're going to have that. to find you, a way. You 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 paid him way more than one responsibility. That 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 is not his problem. That I, I'm being honest. 
That that is not his problem anymore. You paid him, you deal with it, or you get rid of him. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm serious. You what you gonna go this? You gonna go get the salary back this year? Okay, all you can do is real try to ask him to readjust the salary, cut him, or find a way to help him be better. I, I can you can you construct a defensive scheme where you just have one guy freelancing like that, where he's you just say go get the ball? Well, can normally you? normally you have a true hybrid uh, linebacker slash safety, or you have guys that are so smart. And see, that's the key. Guys that are so like Ed Reed and the kid from uh, the Steelers. His name started with a P. I don't want to mess his name up with the beautiful hair. Head and shoulders <laughs> guy. You know, when you got guys like that who can say, hey, man, get this, do this here. He'll tell his corners, do this. I'm going to do this. You know, guys like that, that's a different level. Jalen is not on different level. Jalen is simply a hard-running, straight-line football player. And you have to always have him in that type of position if you want him to be successful. I don't care what you do. He's not going to ever be able to get off blocks well, and he's not going to be able to cover well. So you have to put him in a position like if he's playing inside linebacker and he's got a, line, a, a running back coming up on him, you got to literally say, hey, Jalen, get to his, this guy's right. We want to shove him outside. Uh, get to his left, and we want to shove him inside. You can't leave him to say, okay, cover this guy either way. It's not happening. We know who Jalen is now. So you just said he needs to – be like a freelance guy then, right? He just needs to yes. don't read, don't yeah. read and react. Yeah. Just go get it. Yeah, go get it. Go get it, man. Give him, you know, give him something and just let him go. Because now people say that don't work, but that comes down to what your coaching staff can do and can't do. And then when I'm, I'm saying this, and, and and I'm saying this, you have to have great players around guys like Jalen. And right now we don't have those great players, so Jalen sticks right. out like a sore thumb. That's. I guess I'm. And again, just playing devil's advocate, I know, um, like if you look, Blake Martinez was third in tackles in this season, and we all consider him one of the best linebackers in the game, and I think Pro Football Focus has him ranked seventh overall, and they have Jalen ranked 50th overall, but you look at their stats across the board, they're pretty similar. I mean, Blake has three sacks, Jalen has one and a half, Blake has nine tackles for loss, Jalen has five, I mean, it, it kind of goes on it's that i guess i'm just saying did you check did you check that thing that jesse was trying to give us there the tackles of whether it was committed at yeah so i can't i don't have that information but it yeah. just, but it makes me wonder are the coaches looking at the film though are they telling him well you're you're doing what we asked you to do but like you said nate it's just maybe it's a that, is it more of a coaching when, thing they need to figure him out i remember one time i challenged my coach he gave me a, a, a minus, a, a, a NA on, on, on a deal one time. And I, Coach White, I said, hey, Coach White, man, what, what are you doing here? I, I, I blocked my guy. He said, no, Nate, you stalemated your guy. He said, I ain't giving you no plus for no stalemate, for just doing your job, for just standing in your gap. I, and, and I figured it out two plays later. I took the guy back four or five yards. He gave me a plus. He said, you see the difference? This is what we expect for you to move guys, not to stalemate guys. And so maybe they're not asking much of Jalen. Maybe they don't expect much of Jalen. So if you don't expect much, you don't ask much. Hmm. So you get pluses where other guys, you get pluses where other guys just get a check mark or a or, or minus. Right. And, and, I, and, I, and I would hate to think that this coaching staff is doing it that way because if you're doing it that way, you're not going to be successful. We're well, yeah, going back to what – we're just going back to what Shannon said. Uh, the players, do you think they – even if they – I don't know, is it – do they see what, what's going on? I mean, they, yes, like they you do. said, they've kind of spoke out. Yes, yes they do. Yes, well, they do. My thing is, is, is it's, you always have to take consideration who's speaking out. What players are speaking out? Are they in the same boat as Jalen? Are they the same type of players that are saying that we say week in and week out? Man, look at this dude. He's getting dominated. Where, where is this guy at? Is he in his responsibility? Is he giving up plays? And those are the guys who are retreat, retweeting or, or liking whatever Jalen has, has posted. 
then that tells you all you need to know about that group of men. You know, if, if it's if it's Sean Lee saying, well, what he's tweeting or retweeting is right, then or, or posting is right or whatever it is. Now, now I look at that differently. So I always look at who who are the people that is who, who, who's seconding these type of posts because that matters to me. Those men matter to me. And if, if, if I look at the men who are, who are doing it and they're in that same boat as him, then I'm like, okay, I, I see, I see how, this, how this, this click goes. I, I look at Jalen and see, I, I, I give my honest opinion. Now, you know, I love to crack jokes. But for Jalen not to be the guy I saw two years ago, a little over two years ago, that's very disappointing. Where 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 did that go to? We had basically the same guys. I mean, the defense, yes, was a little bit better, but what what happened? Does he not work out as hard? Is he not as hungry? What happened? No, the See, league. You, you know how it goes, Nate. The league figures you out. The, you put right. stuff on film, and and once they get a good grasp on who you are, what your abilities are, what you can do, and what you cannot do, then they just go out there and say. This is the guy they're going to line up every single day for 65-plus snaps on defense at their linebacker right. position. So we're, we're, we're going to formulate our game plan to work against what he does well, what he right. struggles with. And, and, and that's what it comes down to. The more film that teams are able to get on you and to really um, highlight your weaknesses, the more they're going to try to expose you. And that's what they've done to me in the sense with, with Jalen Smith. is, is, is the, the tape is out. The film is out. We watched the film. They watched the film, and they figured out. Nathaniel. They figured it out. <laughs> they figured you forgot out that what part. He, I needed that. I needed that. <laughs> what but Kai, man, great questions, man. Jesse, I'm going to cut you off, man, because you finna go in. I see now you starting to look up. When you start looking up, you finna go into it. Shannon, go, let's go somewhere else, please. We need, to go, we need to go to break because we wasted. We, we are only on one, once a week now, and we wasted an entire third of our show on this cat that y'all don't even like talking about. I cannot believe y'all did that. I cannot believe y'all did hey, that I'm to sorry, me. Shannon. I'm sorry. It's no, big, it's not. Big, it's, it's a big problem, though, you know. What are they going to do with him? It is a big problem. A million you know, dollars worth. You know another thing that we need to talk about? There's a lot of there's a lot of talk about Kellen Moore and the Boise situation. I know everybody's heard a lot of different stuff. I want to know what you guys have heard and and how that decision played out for him Kurt. to stay here. When we come <laughs> back, we will talk about that. We'll talk about who needs to stay, who needs to go, and what are you gonna do with Dak when we come back. The next two seconds. Kurt. Hanging with the boys. Is your family a Cowboys family? Have you taken holiday photos at the Star? Was your wedding theme blue and silver? Have you convinced your kids them is spelled with a D? If so, every game day feels like a vacation to you, so treat it like one. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. SeatGeek. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. 
May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Are you watching the game in old basketball shorts or baggy sweats? Well, that's for amateurs. If you want to relax like a pro, upgrade to the comfort of Tommy John loungewear. It looks awesome and feels even better. It's got pockets for snacks and is machine washable for any unpredictable nacho cheese. Spills. Shop loungewear at tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys for 15% off your first order. Tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys. All right, fellas. Kellen Moore. A lot of talk. Troy Aikman, I think, referred to it once or twice during the broadcast and said there was a lot a lot to the situation and I know there's some rumors going around what have you guys heard as far as the decision making process and and what went down between Boise and his decision to stay with the Cowboys well, well it's good good Kurt well they haven't really come out with all the details but it just sounds like one he didn't maybe get the all the guarantees or deals or something that he wanted and so I don't know. It, it was surprising, though, because you heard kind of McCarthy hinted that he was leaving, and Jerry said that he should take the opportunity if he gets it. I mean, it it was a little surprising that they decided to bring him back instead of letting him move on, but I don't know. Yeah, keep it along the lines of what Troy Aikman was saying. He was saying basically that it was a done deal and, and that, you know, Kellen was on his way to Boise, and then once they begin to get into the breakdown and structure of what the contract was going to be and some of the things that he wanted uh, as far as you know maybe a lot of times it's you know it's, it's facility upgrades and and that's a huge thing and it's I mean, it's not like facility upgrades that, that's not you don't you don't win recruiting if your facilities that what, what the team that you're competing against if you're trying to go get d1 athletes and you got to deal with some of these top-notch super sophisticated and out of this world facilities if you don't if you can't compete in that level you have a very slim chance of pulling in some some of the top recruiters not even from your own state let alone from out of state to get players the good top players to come in from out of state so you know there, there was some talks about maybe that you know not having the, the the things in place where they were going to commit money to improving facilities and getting some of the things that he wanted. And like Troy was saying, Troy said, you know, I respect him for being able to say, if I can't have things the way that I want them, that's going to put me in a position to succeed, go figure, right? Put yourself in a position to succeed. Hmm. Then he said, you are know. You, are you more surprised? Go ahead, Uncle Kurt. Okay. I, I, my, sorry, my computer hung up for a second. I wasn't sure you could hear me. Um, are you more surprised that Boise, that he didn't take the Boise job or that the Cowboys extended him? That he didn't take the Boise job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did. No, go ahead, man. You, well, you I just, I heard, I did hear also that maybe he feels, I mean, he's what, 32 or something? He's a, been in the offensive coordinator for, for a couple years. He's kind of one of these fast track guys that some say are going to be a head coach here. Uh, before too long and so maybe he saw his best path to being a head coach staying as an offensive coordinator in the NFL instead of dropping back down to college being a head coach there and then trying to work his way back up so um, I could see why he wanted to stay but you know we we've kind of talked about did Mike McCarthy need to take over play calling that sort of thing so um, I don't know maybe maybe it was a little bit of a surprise the Cowboys did decide to, to renew him you know, I, I talked to a few guys, you know, and and they was like, hey, this is a factory. This is a machine. But you have to understand, you know, Kellum is special to Boise. Boise fans love him. And sometimes when they can't put your hands on you and can't get to you, they love you even more. But he knew that if he went to that program, like Jesse said, it was certain things he needed. Because his nine or ten wins a year wasn't going to be enough. They were going to start scheduling better teams. They was going to ask a little bit more from Kellum. And Kellum knew this. 
And so he wanted everything to be perfect, to give him that chance so the gleam will not be knocked off of him by going to boys. And, and it, it would be seamless coming back to the NFL if something opened up. And that's just a smart move on his part. And, and, and I didn't want to lose Kellum, even though I haven't been big on Kellum. Besides these last three or four games, he showed that he could compete as a coordinator. But, fellas, once again, we've gotten somebody – We've given them all the experience they need, and then we ship them off, you know. And I'm not saying that every coach that we come through here that we should keep them a long period of time, but Kellum showed some promise these last three or four games of being willing to work his offense. Now, he still get willy-nilly, but that's what Coach McCarthy should step up and say, hey, Kellum, look here, we need to run this ball to close it out. It is two minutes left in the game, you know. How important with him coming back, how important we talk about all the time how consistency is really important especially when it comes to your quarterback how important is it if if they lock Dak down they get the deal done with Dak that you have Kellen here that's been here with Dak how important was it to bring him back or could a different coordinator come in and slide right in and and not miss a beat or did they need that consistency for the sake of Dak to keep him on this upward trajectory that he's been on? They have Coach Nussmeyer here. So it would have been all right. Uh, Coach McCarthy is intelligent enough to understand the play calling. Uh, Coach uh, Nussmeyer, if I'm pronouncing his name right, he understands play calling. He's not no slouch either. Uh, So uh, everything would have been okay. Uh, But with Kellum coming back, and if they did consult Dak and saying, what do you think? You know, at that stage, I don't know if they did or didn't. I know he's satisfied. Uh, the key now is you have to sign Dak. And you have to do it so fast it's going to make everybody head swim. It shouldn't be no negotiation. It should be like, okay, Dak signed. And everybody like, whoa, okay. On 103.5, the fan or whatever they are, it should be like uh, rolling in dough, bruh. Uh, okay, that's a great that's a great segue that you didn't mean to create, Nate. Whatever they are, I mean, that's the flagship station. But you created. What do they call Shannon? You know how to pronounce them better than I do. What's that? I don't. I didn't hear you. One hundred five point. Yeah, the fan. What is they? Yeah. What are they numbers? One hundred five point three. You got it. You got it. One hundred five three. Because the point three gets you in trouble. It's one hundred five three. I knew I was pronouncing it wrong. Am I correct, Shannon? I no, don't know what you're correct. talking it's about. 105.3. <laughs> it's 105.3. You should know, Jesse. If all of us, oh, you should know. Oh, man. <laughs> this is like, a, like an Abbott Costello routine. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kurt. No, I apologize. Since we're in the mode of correcting, it's, it's 105.3. And yes, it's Nussmeyer. And it is not Kellum. <laughs> It's okay, it's, no, it's Dontario. It's Dontario Poe. <laughs> if oh, you do something end, special, it's Dontario Poe. K-E-L-L-E. No, no, no. It's T-R-I-O. Jesse, so Nate brought up Nate brought up Dak. I think we all agree you got to get the deal done with Dak. Does the ankle – bother you at all do you wait and see what that development looks like we're being told that he's progressing and he's on schedule or ahead of time do you wait on that at all or if you're jerry and steven do you get this deal done like today my, my thing is with the ankle is they reported there was no ligament damage right there was no mm-hmm. other serious damage except the broken bone and if we're just talking about a broken bone and it healing, he's not the running back. He's not the receiver. He's not the linebacker. Like for a quarterback, he doesn't have to be mobile, even though mobility is some part of his game. Is his, does his arm work? Is his brain mm-hmm. still functioning? Is his eyes still being able to see down the field? Those are the things that I'm really worried about. If, if For me, if you're telling me that it wasn't any ligament damage, any nerve damage done, then we're going we, we gonna to put some plates in that ankle. We're going to heal that thing back up, and we're going to pray that he doesn't break it again. You know, But there shouldn't be much concern in this. It, it's not a major factor in what he does. Yeah, you got to plant and throw the ball and have a good base. But 
we let's stop trying to find and make it. We 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 found excuse after excuse after excuse about why we shouldn't pay this young man, and he mm. has overcome every excuse. And even in this year, he's shown you what your team would look like without him. And mm. I would like to say we don't like what that looks like. So for them, it's not having to see how the ankles progress. The same doctors. The same, if, if you trusted them doctors, and maybe you shouldn't, the same doctors that are working on Dak's ankle right now or did the surgery or whatever, or the same one that told you okay about Leighton Vanderus next was okay about uh, Jalen <laughs> Smith's knee. So if, if those doctors, whether you want to believe them or not, if you believe them for those, then damn it, believe it for him. And I trust Britt Brown and I trust, uh, 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 I, I trust Jim Maurer and Greg uh, all those guys down in, in, in the training facility to get them back right. Let's stop making excuses. Let's stop trying to find other ways to uh, negate giving this man all the money that he deserves. It, uh, unless you're planning on going in this draft and moving down and trying to find your way to, to the Fields kid or Lawrence kid or the kid from BYU or the kid from North Dakota State. If that ain't your plan, pay the man his money and let's move on. How important is it to the entire offseason? I mean, they can start negotiating now. Uh, how, should they be getting this done immediately? I mean, I would think the whole offseason kind of revolves around what they're going to do with that. Immediate, immediately, Nathaniel. <laughs> immediately. It should happen immediately. It should happen it, it, immediately. It should be so fast. To the flagship station, which I can't call the numbers correctly, should be like, wow, this is breaking news. The horns should be going off. We just signed Dak. We've just got, we just got uh, uh, a fine for signing him too soon. We now we got to give up a draft because we signed him so soon, uh, fellas. I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to be funny here, but Jesse gave you the real. If we keep finding excuses not to have this kid, but let's quit wasting time. It's either say, hey, fellas, we ain't signing you, and let's move on, or sign the kid. But don't what, play. Just don't what, play. What will it tell you, What or what does it say, if this thing drags on and it gets to the draft, and then you get after the draft and you start getting into It messes OTAs up there, all the draft positions. Right, it but messes what is up it, all the draft positions. But, but now you're talking about. I get that, what, but it, what does it tell you about ownership? What does it tell you if this thing starts dragging out again and it looks like they're, they're not they're committed? Getting, right, but why not? Why? Why not? Because they keep telling us this is our guy. This is our guy. He is our future. He's our guy. If that's the case, you're are you try you're try, you're talking about. You know, $40 million and you're haggling over 2 or $3 million a year and you're haggling over a year on the term is what we've been told. That's the sticking points. In the grand scheme of things, that's pennies on the dollar. Why? My, my question is now, Why what not? are we negotiating? What are, what right. are we negotiating? Right. We, know, we know what his number is. It, I don't think the number has changed pretty much from last year. We know what the terms that he's looking for. So you had an entire year to figure this out, to, to mull over it, to have conversations, do like this isn't this isn't something that we just thought about this year. This has been a multi-year negotiation right. that we've been trying yeah. to figure out for him. So the numbers are what the numbers are. The numbers and 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 whatever he asked for last year is probably on par was going to ask for again this year. And, and there's one thing that I, that I, I've been seeing and. And it may it may not mean anything, but I just think about my family and how I talk with my older brother and the mm -hmm. conversations that my older brother and I have. And I start looking at Dak's brother and the things that he says via his social media. Yep. And I find it hard to believe that he's saying those things. And it's never been brought up in a conversation between two brothers, especially when we know that they're not distant brothers, right? They're not like, well, yeah, that's my brother, but we don't really talk like that. My, I'm I'm alienated from my family or that brother is like the lost brother of the tribe. When you know the relationship that Dak and his brother have and you know that they're thicker than thieves and they're tight, 
and you hear things from that party, I'm not saying that he is Dak's mouthpiece, but I'm just, I know how conversations happens with brothers and you discuss these things and he says things and Dak says things back to him and they have these conversation and this dialogue back and forth. And so when you start seeing things that he's tweeting, he's like, we, we're not really happy with how we're being handled. Yes, we're happy to be a part of this organization, but I don't know if they're truly happy how the way they're being handled. And if this thing drags out, man, and God forbid, God forbid they do another franchise tag, you can you mm. can wave Dak Prescott goodbye. Yeah. Yep. You'd have him what one one more year, and then there's all the negotiating in the world can't won't be able to say no. He, at that point in time, at that point in time, you told me all you need to tell me. Yeah. Right. The the sticking point's been the years, right? Do you think the Cowboys should should just should they give in to what they've what I think Dak wants at least last year he wanted like three years and Cowboys wanted four. Do they is it time to bite the bullet, give him what he wants? Yep. Here, here's you my g- deal. You gambled and lost. You gambled, <laughs> yeah. you gambled and, and you lost. Here's my deal on the years, Kurt. Okay, you want three, we want to give you four or five. You know what? We'll give you your three, and if you take us to an NFC championship game, guess what? Here's the checkbook. Here's the amount of years yeah. you want. You know how long it's been since they've been there? If he wants a right. three-year deal and he gets you where you want to go in those three years, here you go. What do you, what do you want, yeah. Dak? What do you want? And if he doesn't, then guess what? That tells you what you need to know, and you can move on after those three years. But he's worth every single penny that – you could pay him if in those three years he gets you to where you want to go. That, that's my opinion. So if he wants three years, guess what? Okay, Dak, you're right. And Jesse's right. He bet on himself. We wanted to play this out and slow play it because we, we wanted to get you at a bargain. We lost. He's a lot better than what we were gambling on. He won. Here you go. Congratulations. Here's payday. And then Nate's over there just smiling because Nate's been telling us for two years, do not franchise this guy. Do not franchise this guy. If you franchise him <laughs> a second year, he's gone. And look, guess what's happening? You're entering this second year. So, Nate, jump in. I know you're being quiet because you're smiling. It, it just shaking you your head. Said, Shannon, <laughs> like I say, I will say again, our, friend, our Flagship station should be like breaking news. The horns should be blowing everything. We've signed this guy. Dak is signed. And that's all we should hear. Uh, Are they trying to? The, the posturing is no good. It doesn't work. The post, we've been posturing for two years. So all we should hear now is we don't want him or he's signed. Agreed. They've been talking about they keep dropping hints where they – they have to balance out, you know, paying their star with trying to buy, buy pay players around him to make the whole team good. But are they trying to kind of? I wonder if they're trying to make up for maybe some past mistakes with the salary cap. I mean, you know, you look at who, you know, Demarcus Lawrence's <laughs> salary. You look at Ezekiel Elliott's salary. It, it, and Tyron Smith now has got a big salary, and he's breaking down. I mean, have they put themselves in a position where they don't have as much flexibility because they made mistakes in the past? I don't know their salary cap problems, but I know who makes this team go, and I know who makes them much better. Now you go out and you get you two or three defensive studs, and I think if Coach McCarthy, the guy that you thought he was, you'll be in the playoffs next year. Without either one of them, you won't be in the playoffs next year. Mm. All right, fellas, let's take our last break. You know what we're going to do? We are going to go for a full hour because the fans deserve to hear us for an hour. They want to hear us. Since we're once a week, forget this 45-minute mess. You guys are going to earn your money today. Your $10, your hourly rate just went down because we're going an hour instead of 45 minutes. And the reason why is because this week into season – it's a cruel world in football. When the season's over, it's over. Like the next day, you, some of these guys you'll never see again. You know, some of your teammates you'll never see again. I want to know what it's like the day the season's over. There's exit interviews. There's, you know, there's uh, player interviews with the media, you know, exit interviews with the media, exit interviews with coaches. I want you all to walk us through 
what the end of the season was like uh, for both of you guys when y'all played when we come back. And we'll talk about Leighton Vandresh and what he said he's going to be doing during the offseason and so many more things in the next 20 minutes of the show. We will be right back on Hanging with the Boys. Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. SeatGeek. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for Hanging with the Boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Hanging with the Boys. And I'm back from the kitchen. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just 20 bucks. Join now at DallasCowboys.com slash United. And today, this week was a sad week. Are you getting a on, snack? Getting a snack? Why are you in the kitchen? We got a show going worry, on. Get don't worry about what I was doing, Kurt. You worry about yourself. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> you worry about yourself. Um, sad week this week as players... Season ended on Sunday, and it's a it's a really abrupt ending to what is a you know a journey that starts in you know April May for these guys with mini camps and OTAs and all that stuff. That they you know this time of year players take off. They normally go on vacations, get out of town, do whatever they want to do, go back home. With with COVID, things probably look a little bit different, but it's a when you're when we're in the building in a normal year, it's really strange because you're up there all day, every day. You're around these guys. You're around the coaching staff. And then when it's over bless with, bless, bless you, Jesse. You. And then when it's over with, it's done. And, and everybody's gone. And it's, it's this hollow, empty feeling like, okay, what next? And that's just us as staff members. I can imagine – you know, the camaraderie that's in the locker room and you're with these guys, your brothers, you know, these guys become your family and you're around them for 10, 12 hours a day, every single day for, you know, seven, eight months. What's that, what's that like, you know, Nate, you kick us off. What's that like when the season's over? Is it, is it a weird deal for you guys? It it is, man, because that that Super Bowl party when it's over, man, and you you looking at everybody, you worked hard. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I should have been there. <laughs> oh, I remember the three and thirteen year. I go to that. Okay, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> Which one yeah. do you want, yeah. Shannon? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I can give you the seven and nine, the promising look like getting coming back. I can give you the three and thirteen where there's no hope and you think you're gonna get cut. Which one you need? <laughs> okay. All right. Jesse, That's Jesse, good. tell us what your tell us your experience. 
Well, you know, after that first round playoff exit, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, for for uh, for most guys, um, how can I put this? You build a bond, and there's a friendship that is made throughout OTAs, mini camp, training camp, and throughout the season. And when that season ends. I go my own way mm. until we have to meet again. Now, there are some that you have a really close bond to, like, you're, you know, you're really, really, really good friends. But as far as the team aspect, you're upset that the season is over. But I, I, my, mentally, I am ready to get as far away from this place as I possibly can. Now, when you go and have your exit interviews, you want to make sure that you're having good exit interview. They're telling you good things. They told you about you had a good season or, or so on and so forth. And you hope that you're a guy, that if you're not on contract, that they're looking to either sign a contract with or bring you back in some sort of capacity for the next year. But when you're, you know, when you're packing up your stuff, man, it, it's a bittersweet moment there. But my mind is totally focused on how can I get away, how can, as far as I can get away from this place as possible because I've given so much of myself throughout this season. I've given so much time, energy, and effort that I don't want to be in this building anymore. I don't want to watch another piece of film. I don't want to lift another weight. I don't want to go to another meeting. I want to go and just relax. I want to find time for myself to heal up, to recalculate my plan and how I want to approach with the information that I got from my exit meeting, how am I going to approach my off season to get better and to either make myself some money or continue to live up to what they paid me for already. But I want to get away from this place as fast as possible. Hmm. What were those exit meetings like? Are they, are, is it a beat down because they're just ripping on you or is it a positive thing? I mean, nah. What's, what's it? Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't just nah. They not No, no. Like you, you, you know, you, you'll meet with your position coach, and you know, it, it's basically a one-on-one conversation. And it's not so. Um, what's your position coach? It's more like, more like a guy's having a beer conversation, and they say, "Hey, man, listen. Here's how the year broke down. Da 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 da. Here's where you went. Here's where things were good. Here's where things were bad. Hey, here's what we want you to improve on." Hey, this offseason, you know, in Nate's case, it might be like, hey, don't get too big, right? Come on back. You were you in the meets when you're on the wall. Yeah, come on. You know, but, you know, take care of yourself. And your coaches will tell you, get away. But here's what we want you to work on in the offseason. And then you're going to meet with your position coach, I mean, your, your, your head coach. And it's kind of the same thing um, as far as, Here's what, we, here's what we thought of you. Here's what we thought you know you can improve on. We want to see better, and it's kind of going about your business. They're generally positive, then. Yeah, they're, they're hey, man. positive, man. Hey. And they, they, they ask you questions. Hey, what, so what? What are your off-season plans? What are you planning on doing? You're gonna be here. You're gonna, you know, I know that you're from. For me, you're from New Jersey. You're going back to New Jersey? Nah, coach. I'm probably gonna stay here. You know, vacation with, you know, with, with the girlfriend a little bit, and then, you know, get training in about, a, you know, a couple weeks or so. But I don't plan on leaving. You know, I, I plan on staying here. They just kind of ask general questions about what's going on and, and say, hey, you know, well, if you're here, you know, come by, get your workouts in. We'll be here. Stop by. But here's what we want to work out on, and, and and they give you the things that they want you to improve on. And they would tell me uh, after the first year, Coach Johnson say, "All right, Nate, we know what you're gonna do. Just please keep in contact with us when you go down there to the fat farm." <laughs> I said, "Coach, you got my spots, you know, but you got everybody I need. You know, about a month before the season starts, or two months before the season starts, I'll be down at the fat farm. Y'all have a good one. Y'all know we'll be over there at McDonald's on full extra large super fries." <laughs> But I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something, man, and I'm going to be frankly honest with you guys, and, and this is, may not be good for young kids to hear who, who's inspiring to think that they can be an NFL or any professional player, is God gave me so much talent and so much love to I didn't have to work as hard as most people, brother. Because even if I was overweight and out of shape, if I lined up on that field, if I got a chance to line up on that field in practice, uh, in a game, nine times out of ten, I was going to win. That was a, that, I was going to win. 
And that's what Coach Johnson and, and Coach Landry and all of them hated was, won't this fat dude take care of himself so he can be something special instead of just getting in shape during the season or getting in shape during the, during the training camp. And I learned that when Charles Haley came in and I made a run of maybe five or six Pro Bowls. And so some of us learn how to be pros late, but you first have to have the talent. If you don't have the talent, the record will indicate it. Yeah. And as, as our department's a little bit different than a lot of people in the organization because we're, we're on the same schedule as the players. So you embrace the grind and you know it's coming and you know when it, it gets here, it's nonstop and your whole life is committed to that seven or eight months that that's all you're going to do. And, and you live for that. Like it's, it's fun. It's a fun job. It's not a job because you don't feel like you're working, you know, and, but you also look forward to whenever football's over, hopefully that's in February when you go to the Super Bowl la, and you la, win la, it. La, la, la. Embracing that. Is that what it, I mean, is that what it's like for the – is that what it's – stop. Don't discount what I'm saying, Nate. Stop. Just I'm, I'm just saying. And I don't have – I'm just saying. Mexico, talent baby, like you, I'm sorry. And I, and, I, and I don't have talent like you doesn't, doesn't – don't invalidate me, Nate. I'm a human being. I have feelings. I'm sorry, Shannon. I'm trying to get to a bigger point. I'm trying to get to a bigger point. But, no, we, we know You're that it's going to be – a point. And we know it's going to be a grind. But you also look forward to that time off because it, it allows you to sprint through those seven or eight months because you know, hey, at the end of this tunnel, I get to go relax and do whatever I want to do for a little bit and take a little bit of time, and then that sets you up to be able to do it and not get burnt out. Is that kind of the same mentality as the players? No, but I don't have a good cut tie going, la, 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 la. <laughs> you know what? This show should be 45 minutes. It should be five minutes. We should end it. We're five minutes over. We should just stop. Oh. You know what? Right, no, I'm, no, I'm stopped yet. I got a question. I got a question here. Okay. So you said that that uh, take well, like Vanderesh said yesterday or forward, like he'll take a couple weeks off, and then he's going to be back, and he's going to be working out February, March, April, and he said that I'm looking forward to it. I'm on a mission, and I think all the guys should be too. So he's saying that his teammates should be in there working just as hard as him. Do players, will they, for lack of a better word, put pressure on their teammates to get in there and work out, or is it just kind of every guy for himself? It, it, it's how you talk to him. You know, you don't never want to try to put pressure on the guy, but Emmett was good at he, – he, Emmett didn't go in that big leadership role for us, but, but – he was. I, I call him. Hey, 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 what you doing during off season? Da 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 da. How you doing, homeboy? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting over there working out. You know, whereas Mike Irvin be like, what, what you doing, fat man? Is you working out? You know, it's different <laughs> players with different relationships give you different things. Charles Haley be like, hey man, meet me at the Cowboys Center at six o'clock. I ain't had no other choice, so I didn't call him during off season. So <laughs> it's it, it just Jesse. Maybe you had it different on your team, but guys kind of knew how to play each other to get you going. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? And and, that, and the funny thing is, is that most guys take about two or three weeks off where you gotta let your body just heal, right? No workouts, no anything, no nothing. But then the natural inclination of who you are as an athlete, and I I say this as a skilled playing guys, we start looking around, we say, man, I want to go get a workout in. I want to go, you know, I want to go, you know, get on the treadmill for a little while. I want to go lift some weights because I just, it's just who you are. Um, And then you'll have your guys. You you have your guys. You're like, yo, what you about to go do? All right, come on. Let's go get one in this morning. Let's, Let's go do this. Let's go do that. And then you pick up the routine again. But when he says everybody should do it, you know, it, it's it's you're, you're never going to be able to tell another grown man what I should do with my free time. Yeah, like, you're, you're not going to be able to do that. Now, what you can do is you can suggest and this has to come from like the leaders of your team. They say, hey, guys, let's start working our way back in this thing. You know, hey, we, hey, you know, you might get a group text like, yo, fellas, it's been two, three weeks. You know, hey, look, 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 man, March, about March 15th, you know, after spring break. You know, you all, I know all the kids home for spring break, but as soon as y'all send the kids back to school, hey, let, how about a few of us get up to the to the to the to the facility and get a workout in? 
And it may not be everybody. It may be three or four or five guys. And then that kind of just matriculates into, hey, tomorrow y'all want to run some routes? All right, cool. Let's run some routes tomorrow. And then you kind of get back into the swing of things. Um, but nobody, no, when guys break, you're not going to be able to get all those guys back together that early in the season. Because um, guys want their break. Because we know, like Shannon was saying, once, once the clock strikes 12 and we're back at it again, OTAs, mini camps, training camp, the opportunity for those extended breaks where those where I can eat what I want, I can go what I want, right? Because every week during the season, every Thursday, I'm on the scale and I'm, and I'm making sure that it's 212 or 214 pounds because if it's over, I got to pay and that ain't a good look. And so I'd be like, you know, hey, I'm going to stay away from that barbecue you know, during the season. I'm going to stay away from alcohol during the season. I'm going to stay away from McDonald's during the season. But when the off-season come, it's like, man, give me a, a double quarter pounder. Give me a pint of beer and, and give me all give the Give me a home run. Right. Give me a home triple run. Single, double, and a triple, baby. Right. Everybody else. <laughs> hey, while y'all was turning it at 12 o'clock, y'all was turning into pumpkins. I was turning into a hog, baby. Right. <laughs> so, so it, yeah. So for Layton, you know, you have your own personal things that you may want to, you know, you want you want to do, and that's personally, and that's on your own thing. But you ain't gonna tell other grown men when they should go and come in and work out. Nah, that's not happening. You know what? Go ahead, Kirk. Did you find that the the better players were more likely to, I guess, work harder during the off season? Yes. No. No. Yes. No. Yes. (laughs) I'm talking about my my era. My era. Yes. You could know Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith, Charles Haley, Tony Tolbert, them guys, uh, Chad Henney. These guys, they, they were on it, man. Mark Tourney, they were on it. I would come in there sometimes just passing through the Cowboys Center to see who Carl was up there, say, hey, man, I'm going to get these guys to go out with me. And I, so after they finished working out. So I rolled through there kind of late. And it's the same good guys, good players that we talked about during their careers. For me now, Jesse, I ain't, I'm not saying Tony Romo was era. coming into the, Tony Romo was coming into the practice facility with Tiger Woods on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> okay, all right, okay, I, hey. And he and he go get on a treadmill. He go get on a treadmill for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and then they was heading up to some golf course to get some work in. You know, okay. like, now 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 again, it was different because a lot of these guys have personal trainers and they have different facilities where they can work out at, but. As far as coming into work, a lot of guys really stayed stayed away. And we even had some guys who had bonuses, workout bonuses, free money. And all you got to do is show up for the off-season workouts 75% of the time and you get an extra $50,000, $100,000. And those guys were like, yeah, no, nah, I see y'all when I see y'all when minicamp starts. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here for this. I'm no, mm. I'm not, I'm not mm. coming to this. And I'm mm. for a fact, there's guys who had workout bonuses, 50, 75, 100 grand, and they were like, nah, I'm not coming to that every day. I, I'll see you wow. guys. And all we was getting was 450 bucks when I was playing. And we was trying yeah. to get every bit of it. Well, see, that's why. <laughs> that's why y'all was showing up. <laughs> yeah. I I just oh. want to say thank you to you guys because. Anytime I ever try to, to, you know, relate to you guys with my job and the players, you guys are really quick to let me know that no one cares. <laughs> no one cares. They don't tune into this show uh, to hear me. They tune into the show uh, to hear y'all. Like, if I try to talk about my game day experience, if I try to talk about – I want to hear you know, about that, Shannon. How the, all, all year. how the all-season is, is for me. How the season is for me. Like, so, Kurt, from now yeah. on, when you when you put in your notes for the show and you and I go on a, away games <laughs> and you want to know what the atmosphere was like or you want to know what the trip was like or how was the plane or the bus – don't put that crap in there anymore because I ain't talking about it anymore. Because uh, we got to hear because that. Because no one wants to hear that, and Jesse and Nate are the first ones to let me know that no one wants to hear that. So I'm, not, I'm not referencing myself anymore on this show going oh. forward. So thank you no, guys you for reminding to. me to, what, my, no, what my place is on this show. I'm the one that gets us in and out of breaks, and that's it. That's all I do, and, and that's what I oh. will continue to do going forward. So thank you guys for... Keep and just continue to be a, just continue to be a pro bowl at your job. That's right. 
Okay. I think we ought to talk to Derek about getting our own workout bonuses. You think he'd go for that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, will, you know, Derek will say, Derek will say, sure. Who do you want me to give it to? Because when, I, when I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give those guy workout bonuses on your salary. So if you want to give up your salary, Kurt, for us, that's my guy. <laughs> no, that ain't going to work. Do you, how know, do you know how cheap Derek is? Have you ever, have you ever filed an expense report with Derek? <laughs> he, yeah, it can be tough. Yeah. So, okay, I'm not your answer. Your own time. <laughs> that's right. It, you did what? Okay, you, 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 you went to lunch with Nate to talk about the show okay what exactly did y'all talk about well i don't know if that's show related what um you need to um i don't know if you die this this ain't gonna fly now that that four dollars you spent on french fries uh uh-uh can't do it can't do it can't do it so well we didn't get no uh we didn't get none of your mother this year shannon but one time miss patty Oh, you know, we get, why, why did what? you say that? Why did you say that? We got to go. Why, why y'all mind can't be on adult type situations, man? Why are you always at the trailer park? Why, why, you, why are you always at the trailer park, Jesse? Well, if you know where I hang out at, don't take me there. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm going to go. That's why I like to hang out. Oh, uh, you know, is it's just at the end of every year, man, I just want, I just go put on some a bomba every year for you. And I think about you, Shannon. Is, is this what it's going to be like in the off season when we, now that we're only once a week? Like all, uh, all, well, all. When are you going to miss? Because you usually go to Mexico. Where are you going this year? I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. I got to look at all these COVID rules and where I can go and how I get this baby okay. in and out of this country. Do you have to have a passport <laughs> for a baby? You got to have a passport for a baby? Ooh, I don't know. Ooh, I don't I think know. So. I think so. Oh, yeah? Mm. Dang. All right, I got to work on that. Man, don't take your out. baby out of this country, man. I'm about to say you're taking the baby out of the country? Well, yeah, I'm, calling, this... I'm calling CPS right now. <laughs> right now. beaches in the U.S., you know. You can like, go down to Florida or California. Yeah, I guess I, I could go. Here. Go right to the most hot spots, Kurt. Thank you. I could go up to, uh, to, Texas. I could go socially distance up in, uh, like, Broken Bow, get me a cabin for a week and just go. Hang out in the woods. That'd be cool. I might do that. Isolate there you go. Take you, take you a protection, dog. It's some, it's them animals, boy. I've been seeing some videos of some wild animals lately, boy. It's kind of nerve-wracking. Oh, I, thought you, I thought you meant so he don't make another baby. Yeah, that's, yeah, what, that, I was, that's what I thought, <laughs> that, too, man. I, I, hey, I, I, see, see, uh, Kurt, that's uh, a trailer park with me. Oh, my God. Hey, I, trailer, hey, baby, Kurt has no, 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 no issue, man. Kurt, Kurt does whatever his wife says, right, Kurt? <laughs> hey, hey, uh, happy I, wife, happy life. I I, I, can hand, I can handle wild animals. I've been dealing with them all year at eleven at eleven thirty every day. So <laughs> ain't, ain't nothing I'm scared of. So fellas, uh, it's been fun. We are on Thursdays at eleven thirty. We will just because you deserve it. We will give you an hour of this greatness every Thursday at eleven thirty. We don't know what the hell we're going to talk about for the next three months until the draft gets we'll here. We'll figure but it out. We'll figure it out. So tune in. It may yeah. not even be football some days, but fellas, I'm gonna miss doing this every day. It was fun while it lasted, and I'm going to look forward to every Thursday at eleven o'clock to be able to hang out with you guys. And Eighteen out. draft picks on defense. Wow. <laughs> 75 free agents on defense. Wow. Jesse, Chris Beam, I'll see you on Call of Duty tonight. The rest of y'all see y'all next week. This has been another episode of Hanging with the Boys. See you next week. La, 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 la. (laughs) This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com.